he's a smart guy. The first day I was able just to tuck these five different medicines into his ground turkey and he gobbled it up. And then the next day he, I did it and he looked at me and wouldn't touch it. Now I've had to get a pill crusher and mix it all in. Trick him. <laughs> he's too smart. But it's important he takes these meds for the next couple weeks. We have a pet form, pet mushroom formula. When you were talking about uh, Asian herbs, we have uh, apothecary that incorporates a wide variety of herbs. A, a lot of them, um, like traditional Chinese medicine, um, but also we have you know Western herbs, and we also have um, African herbs and. Uh, we source a wide variety. Uh, definitely check out gggnatural.com. It's linked to our from our website at gagegreengroup.com. We offer you know, a immunity line as well as a herbal balance line. Um, we're sold out of our mental clarity line, but we use the most powerful adaptogenic herbs in the world and. I've been using them on myself and on our animals and having tremendous results. Um, yeah. Well, you so know, this is something that I've been thinking about. So the last four months, I basically work, live on a horse ranch. The, today, there's nine horses. A couple of them are board horses, but they're like show horses. They're, they're no joke. And they get the best alfalfa, the best, what is it, Bermuda. Ba hay bales of it right when i flake off this alfalfa i realized yeah like some bales are better than others like these farmers own oh, we don't there's lower priced hay this is decent hay i don't know about organic but it's it's sure. decent right and I, I started thinking wait when horses roamed wild they used to eat hemp for sure they ate hemp like, oh, horses love anything green, weeds, grass, hay. But like cows, they, they selectively graze. Like if you were to put them out in the wild, they won't mow it down to grass like they have here. If that's not how nature works. They selectively yeah. prune. But I, they, I, you they, know, leave the, they, there, they leave the pot for last pretty much. There's all and these things that, that you have to do to, to, you know, horses' health, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? Horses probably over the last centuries have progressively gotten less healthy because they no longer consume any hemp. But like, oh, I don't want to be the one to start feeding the fucking horses a bunch of weed and have them like, the, well, the weird, hemp is different the main than like, is I was thinking, the oh, I should just stage. bring all my trim and stems from my grow and give them to, because I know they'd eat them. Oh, the bulls and the cows, they eat anything. Right. But yeah, I don't want to like give them some sight, you know, effect that isn't proper. But yeah, the, but first, I, year I, that I, I was, the first year that I was growing hemp um, on a large scale or whatever, we we kept, uh, we, we grew with plastic culture, with plastic fucking, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. And, uh, Plastic mulch, and then, but and then we had like grass in between, in between the rows, and we would just mow that with a big uh, mower. And but we had cattle on the property, and one time I was a little bit lazy when I was when I was switching paddocks with them because we we would uh, 
switch them around in 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 the in different zones but um and and they would they would come in and and all the all the weed plants were i mean it was towards the end of the year they were all heavy into flower and even though the grass was only two inches tall they stayed on that grass they didn't touch the weed the only time they ever heard a weed plant was when they accidentally walked over it and bent and broke it kind of was surprising to me hey here's something else i've noticed so these acres in the pastures it's basically pg granite it's not really like soil they're pastures but when i'm mucking up the, the manure right not all the time but like maybe like one out of five or seven of them fuck there's worms like like worms are already in there and that shit hasn't even been down like eight hours. I'm like, holy fuck, they don't waste any time. I don't even know where they come from. There's not they worms. They come from inside the it's, horse, probably. No, not those kind of worms. No, it's fucking earthworms. There's all kinds of shit. Like, like, the, like oh, the earthworms produce inside inside them? Probably not. Yeah, no, no. The horses are healthy. No, it's, it's like when you when you muck the shit, there's this rake and it just picks it up and, and right on the ground where it's moist. Yeah. It's not just yes, worms. I'm worms not a bug guy, but there's already like life where, Oh, that ground away from where that is. It, it's, it's, it's like granite, you know, it's not really like soil, <clears throat> but yeah. And where we pile it all up, holy shit that, that shit like compost on another whole level i i you actually compost it? soil i oh yeah we have a whole ravine that's just leveling off with uh well nine horses three bulls and cows and a bunch of other animals it you want to take that the stuff that, that's way on the edge of that the stuff that's been aging for like the longest time and then yeah. do some hot compost with that and and then there's like see here's the thing and i'm starting to keep them a little more separate the barn stalls they have the horses and the animals have cedar shavings and then they piss in that so that's cedar shavings piss and the manure ends up in the can my boss she knows what she's talking about she's like oh if you're going to want to use it for manure you're just going to want to use the field manure. You're not going to want the the shit with the urine and the cedar in it. So yeah, just start cedar has too much keeping tannin. that separate. Yeah. Cedar and pine. There are a lot of pine and, trees. And the urine. So, uh, yeah, I've only in the past, and I've made a lot of soil over the years. Yeah, bought bags of compost basically like even though i knew you could get real compost this year I'm, i have a project that i'm doing pretty up scaled up where yeah i'm going to use well i don't plan on plant until like later march may i mean um do, yeah do, i need to get that soil mixed up to i i need to get it mixed up for it can like you know, you can't just use it like super soil too hot or anything. So, when you feed them the hay, does it still have a 
do they still is there still like shit left over after it's done like you got to clean up like shitty hay and dirty hay a little bit not much oh bermuda yeah but alfalfa that's stuff you mix that in with the, with the old are shit. like crazy for alfalfa right you like know more just gone to seed a lot I'm already. Like so already man. So lot, why lot the horses love me so much is because over the four Gentlemen, months, remember not to talk over each other. Try to talk, and then someone yeah. else talks, and somebody I, else. I, I give them carrots, apples, and extra flakes of alfalfa. And then my boss taught me, like, yeah, well, you know why the horse reared up at, when you tried to move him to the stall. Is because when they eat too much alfalfa, they get so much protein, and that's why they're all jacked up. That's why we feed them a lot of Bermuda, which is just like, yeah, they don't even like that shit, but they eat it. There's no protein really in that. Oh, that alfalfa? It looks like if you grew hemp and cut it down like premature and bailed it up, that's what bales of alfalfa look like to me. Like, it, 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 it seems to... Will like they the, eat bales of hemp or no? I imagine that would be like a treat. I think it would be. I, I I actually think it would probably be like a. I hey, you have to give them a balanced diet. They get some grains every week, and they get, you know, you can't just. But to keep them like, oh, even if like oh the shows, the first shows for two of the horses is in February. Oh, that week they'll start getting more grain and alfalfa to like get. But if you're like, you know, we have. Oh, these aren't small little turnouts, they call them. They have, and they go into their barn and back and all this and get ridden. Yeah, how you control, I never knew this, but how you control a horse's energy is how you feed it. Alfalfa is a legume. It's like like, a, like beans. Yeah, so if you feed them like legume. just straight alfalfa, the thing will be like jacked up. It will be jacked up. It, yeah, uh, if it was out in the wild, good form, but. You need them to be kind of a uh, kickback. <laughs> hey, today was a crazy day here. We had a new farer, which I saw this guy. He came from, well, he moved out here from South Dakota. He was a real cowboy. A farer is a guy that puts shoes on horses, right? He did all the horses. Farrier. Yeah, farrier, right? Man. He's good. Like, that's an art. Um, but then one of the ladies that boards her horse here, somehow, I didn't see it happen, but she got bucked off her own horse and for sure broke her nose. And what she was really complaining about was her implant. I thought, what the fuck, lady? I She's kind of older. And I didn't even, like, think she, implant okay but somehow her implant got fucked up and and her horse like bucked her off and they had to take her to the hospital <laughs> it was crazy it happens and then my boss was telling me oh yeah this one person told me they know how to ride and they came and was riding uh one of her horses <laughs> it got fucked up in one of the obstacles and like had a compound double compound fracture in their arm. Like uh, riding horses is like a dangerous game. People get hurt a lot. Don't forget Christopher Reed, Superman got fucked up on a horse. My great grandpa used to be a vet veterinarian back in the days when 
horses were your cars too? That's kind of I don't know. Yeah. Well, I imagine when when like hemp was growing like all these places, fields of it, and 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 people and cowboys and people had their horse. That was their whole life. Yeah, they they had to have consumed that. They they would eat whatever was there. There wasn't always alfalfa there. I I always wonder if this, if there was ever. Any but you know, there is this overall thing amongst like oh no, no, you can't give uh pets oh, there's a little bit of openness to c b d but like I think just like they haven't known that much about the effects and medical applications of cannabis for humans. I think that all the things that apply to us, like probably apply to most animals, if not all of them. Most animals have it. Yeah, like don't they have an a cannabinoid system? Yeah, or something similar. Or, uh, yeah. I can't wait till we're just can just grow like straight up trichomes. They pluck the plant. Think about straight. it. The prohibition of cannabis over the last hundred years have deprived animals of cannabis for a hundred years too. <laughs> Bird, all of them, the whole animal kingdom. Like, oh, unless there's some wild field out there they get into somebody's crop, uh, they've been deprived. Just a thought. What would that taste like? Just straight trichomes in a petri dish? Would there be no? Does that green matter add to the taste? It's got to somehow. I tell you, it used to be if weed was bunk, yeah, it smelled cooking. like alfalfa. People would say, "Oh, that's like hay, right?" Yeah. Okay. Now, horses eat alfalfa all day, and then I feed them an apple, and when they chomp on the apple, these juices flow, flow out of their mouth. And then they breathe on you. And it's the, like, like if there was weed that smelled like alfalfa and apple breath on a horse, I'd be, that'd be my favorite weed. Like this smell that comes out of their mouth after they eat an apple, after uh, alfalfa breath, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's interesting and I, exotic. But like if somebody made it, they probably would have to say, like alfalfa wouldn't be a good thing because it's associated with it, like weed being hay. But alfalfa smells good, at least on a horse's breath. By the way, we are currently looking at uh, Reddit, subreddit Zoomies. If you guys are curious. Uh, I'm always talking about Reddit. There's all kinds of delightful parts of it, like Zoomies. Get to see is Reddit as big as it was a few years ago? Is it oh, bigger for sure. Or? No, it's bigger. It's, just, it's one of the biggest websites in the world, actually. It's What do you call it when it's just a message board, basically? A fancy message board? I don't know what you mean. Oh, like a forum? Well, yeah. I mean, isn't that the basic it's more of a? It's more of an aggregator. Uh, yeah, I guess just the 
aggregator of all the best stuff on the internet. I don't know. Yeah, they're about oh. to. I mean, it's arguable if you want to say like, oh, is it better or worse than it used to be? For example, if that was the question, uh, that's arguable because there's a lot of people who would say it's a little bit worse than it used to be because it's a lot more corporate now. They're about to go public in March, I want to say, and um, or May or something. Anyway, they're literally going on Wall Street, and so that never really leads to quality. So anyway. Yeah, fuck Wall Street. Pretty I much. think that's the theme of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves the idea of an investment and all right? that, but like... Yeah, the investors are like fucking Mephistopheles. They take part of your soul, too. Yeah, they've... They give they, you the gift the of decades, fucking magic, but they take your soul. They've really become sharks. Like, oh, there used to be sharks and, and like moral investors. Oh, no, everyone's a shark now. all just for the pursuit of the money. This reminds me, actually, of another question I was going to ask Fang, actually. Uh, Fang, what are your thoughts on... Uh, how do I even couch this? Uh, what are your thoughts on AI and breeding? I guess is the simple version of the question. Uh, uh, hardcore is one of the folks here who've been messing with, in this case, uh, uh, visual AIs. You know, just messing with, basically, he's been learning how to... Uh, 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 you know, I'm surprised he's not showing you now. Uh, he uh, likes to basically prompt all kinds of things. Oh, Fumadoro Seed Company, da da da. And, you know, he'll come up with cool graphics and whatever. Uh, and, of course, certainly quite a few people in the chat have been working on uh, 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 the large language model, uh, uh, language AIs and so on. But uh, Jorge Cervantes was on the show a number of months ago and was talking about how there's a bunch of AI startups. It was actually, to be honest, quite cynical as, as we talked about it, because uh, as he described it, all of those companies seem to be uh, trying to create a proof of concept. They're racing to proof of concept, at which point they were they, they will absolutely dispassionately sell it to uh, the highest bidder, who will probably also sell it to another highest bidder. And none of these people give the single first fuck about cannabis in any possible way, but they're working on AI breeding in cannabis. In general, there's going to be AI breeding in, in plants and stuff. So what are your thoughts? Seems realistic. I mean, they already have a uh, Dutch, style, Dutch style greenhouses where, you know, the entire greenhouse can be controlled from a computer with not a single, with relatively few human humans having to enter the facility at all. So it would seem possible to have a thousand plants, thousand males, thousand females and make a million permutations or more, whatever it is. You know, like, it doesn't seem that well, unlikely. That couldn't can... AI actually take two th things that it had all the data on and, wait, breed them without actually physically doing it and, like, go, oh, yeah, those two really work together. Look what it will create. Yeah, like, with, like, a genetic, um, with a genome <clears throat> model. You can basically. Yeah, like stuff like that. You can genome map a, a strain and look at its like markers and see, okay, is this a high THC producing plant or not before you even flower it out? Um, it's called a gene assisted, gene marker assisted breeding. And so if this is already, this is like big data type work. And so if you're t combining that kind of big data with big ag and the ability to grow at, scale to infinitum and breed to like essentially infinity then maybe you can recreate and create maybe like an infinite number of creations through 
um, an AI model, you know, or AI facility. It doesn't seem that unlikely. Does it seem like the best? It sounds like a 10, a 10 story vertical grow, you know, like it just sounds like um, too fake to be real, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it won't produce incredible results, but it's like, this is where you start getting into unhealthy reproduction, right? And it's like when we talk about how maybe the carrot is no longer alkaline or no longer as beneficial as it was when it was in the form of its indigenous form as a Queen Anne's lace um, grown in the wild, having to grow through the rocks. And there's something innately different, genetically different, that you can't reproduce you can AI reproduce, you know, modified plants. You can AI produce maybe highly um, artificial plants. But then when it comes to like selecting the strongest plant out of the side of a mountain, AI can't do that. And um, when it comes to, you know, maybe growing to, I mean, there, I won't, I, I personally don't want to limit any AI. Like, I don't know what the future holds. But it does seem very not quite difficult to execute something like you just described you know ai ai breeding um i've thought about it i've thought about the concept i've never i didn't know that there was already you know startups that are doing we're doing it but my, yeah he, he didn't my, even he he at first he was talking about how interesting it was but we were kind of talking about it perhaps i got a different uh, perspective of, uh, of it but it, it seemed and i said like that, that seems very cynical and i think he actually uh, confirmed it honestly i should watch the video again it's been six months probably uh, but basically there there was no real love lost really in the whole thing they're just racing for a proof of concept at which point their investors will be pleased and they'll sell it off to some big concern for a few billion dollars they hope along with all the intellectual property all the scientists and other uh, assorted uh, uh, employees will scatter like a bunch of freaking uh, well, queenless bees and that'll be the end here's of it. an idea like okay so pheno hunting's a, a thing and the more the merrier. So I mean, if you really start, oh, there's already people thousands. So okay, so eventually somebody's gonna realize, oh, yeah. we got to plant ten thousand. Well, right. then oh, they've already done that. Some drone or, Sonny or some Chiba and others have done way more than that what, already. What Fang talked about earlier, like uh, ability for for to uh, infrared detect, right? Next thing you know, with a drone or any other type of device fly over 10,000 plants and like zero you in like, oh, this row, this, this, uh, you know, and assist you, assist you in, in, in a major pro project that most likely humanly, I don't, like I've grown packs of seeds. I couldn't even imagine looking at like thousand different plants and trying to figure out which ones were worthy of moving forward. And without so growing out and flowering you said, every last walking one. Walking through a field of thousands of plants is the most surreal mm -hmm. fucking. Yeah, but like in veg, it'd be one thing, but unless you finished them, right? And then, okay, how would you even like go about like smoking 10,000 different things? Well, I guess some of them would be easy to, to say, oh, that didn't make the cut, but like, wow. Yeah, it's like gonna... interesting to to think like, okay, well, will the analysis actually, you know, replace human palate, and can a computer, hmm. you know, statistically or um, digitally analyze um, flavor? 
and and how palpable something is or how delectable of an well i mean it I isn't so, it supposed to be intelligent so then it's yeah i guess it should be with the right application and technology be able to do this stuff yeah it's, i was only joking been, about this man and but I, I just, just like with the art no like uh, like the human touch will always still be something like resin breeding plants. Trichomes on cells in petri dishes. Straight right. up. And a, I don't know if AI will ever have good energy, right? So, like, how's that going to work? Hmm. Yeah, there's going to be a missing, a soul that's missing. I think that there's always, I think probably the best solution is where you have the perfect teamwork between AI and human. Essentially, I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, utilizing the tool rather than letting the tool run the whole show um i think that when if you're competing against 10 other ai companies that are also trying to breed well the ai company that's got you know swerve and fang and dj short and neville and you know like has the best palette and the best people leading the the situation that might be more successful potentially potentially not Potentially well, some... AI, and I, and I just looks at it like a big graph, and it connects dots that we don't even see, and it's going to start creating shit that's going to be phenomenal. I think, I hope. I, I really don't, don't intend on seeing it being anything but beneficial. Hmm. I think that a lot of people have like a pessimistic perspective on AI, but it, that's not the right approach. I mean, pessimism only leads to uh, manifestation of your, the wrong desires. That's fair. I think, though, like, it, it's going to go through this, like, yeah, at the beginning, it's going to be capitalized. Like, they're going to try to commercialize everything so hard that then it will take a while for, like, real applications to come. Cause, like, it's almost like saying that AI is going to devalue the Mona Lisa or the AI is going to stop Damien Hirst from making his next piece. It's not. It is, and it's, in a sense, because okay, it's not. It is. Uh, it might uh, because uh, once you get to that level, everyone pays attention to Damien Hurst or uh, I don't know, fucking Basquiat or some shit, right? But basically, all the little people, nobody gives a fuck, and AI will potentially crowd out all those people and never really give them a, a greater voice to to pop through, basically, and become somebody. Well, big. it might give the people that can use AI to its most highest potential, the opportunity to level up when they, when they had no also platform. True. Perhaps yeah. AI is the new photography, yeah. also you know, true. And I since couldn't paint with a brush, but I can take a photo. A lot about Wall Street. What applications are those guys going to be able to use it for? Holy fuck. Oh, just analysis beyond a fucking uh, 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 whatever. Like Ryan was basically saying, the interesting thing about AI is that it combines things so dispassionately from huge data sets that it combines, for example, into really weird analyses. We're going to find out in the near future, you should add a little bit of aluminum foil to your water. 
uh, uh, when you're watering. I don't know, just something like don't 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 use that example. Just it'll be something like that. It'll be like you should add some aluminum foil and some pink sparklers from Halloween, and that's gonna supercharge your grow by 87% because the AI interpolated and it's gonna say, oh, you're missing some particular fucking molecules. I'm I'm really spitballing right here, but AI is exceptional at that at finding uh, um, correlations that uh, uh, add up to huge. Uh, benefits that we would never have tried in a billion trillion years, right? Like the way that Chinese ink was discovered, or rather that it's made. If you ever watch a video of how the, the process of Chinese ink is made, it's extremely counterintuitive and it requires so many steps that you wonder how the absolute tits did anybody ever figure this shit out because it's literally maybe 50 different fucking steps takes six goddamn months you 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 create soot and then you collect the soot and then you age the soot you mix it with fucking this and that and the other thing super complicated an ai could interpolate that super easily and you could basically say how do i create ink out of the fucking ingredients on the top of my table right here and it'll be able to do it i used to have a, a celly for about a year he used to get the black chess pieces and then burn them and make sut and then yeah he used to make ink hmm. that's what uh all these guys tattoos were like basically the sut from black burn chess pieces <laughs> burn chess pieces <laughs> it was probably like uh, like a simplified version of the chinese method like when you said oh yeah they didn't age the sun they just made it. <laughs> what vintage is this soot oh it's fresh bro <laughs> fresh fresh queen of heart uh, queen it was either that or buy the, buy the overpriced shit from the guards you know what i mean mongo is pun in game of life <laughs> oh my goodness yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of these cynical people that you hear about. Like, it was so fun to talk about. Or, I mean, you've probably met Jorge. Uh, that was my first time talking to him, I think. And it was so fun talking to a, a legend. You know, I read the Cannabis Encyclopedia and everything. That's how I learned to grow. And then basically, you know, this is a very joyful guy. You can see he's got this real passion for cannabis and life and everything else. And he's talking about these very joyless organizations in Switzerland. A notoriously joyless country, honestly. Uh, and uh, probably the cows have the most joy there. Uh, but in the meantime, they're basically just all fucking Swiss clocking their way to a billion dollars uh, with cannabis. None of them smoke weed. None of them care about smoking weed. None of them will ever smoke weed when it's legal. They don't give a fuck they care about money yeah and the grows there are are like like the most expensive and and perfect looking hmm. facilities that you've that i've ever seen hmm. and it's yeah it's a it's a whole nother ball game in that in in a situation like that it's it's um kind of the opposite approach of everything that i represent so i feel like i always feel like i'm i don't feel like that's gonna affect me you know there's always going to be the commodity game there's always going to be a, a pharmaceutical type game there's always going to be border control and red tape and licensing and stuff but that's not that's not my what i profess to be good at you know like i i really feel like i have under my my roof the 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 ability to make infinite magic infinite beauty infinite wonder and i've i've done it like everything you see i've done under one roof uh, in a in a small craft 
caregiver style medical grow. And so it grows and, um, and sometimes I'll have multiple, but it's like the, the idea is that it's cannabis is a truly giving and infinite and, and a plant that will return exponentially what the energy that you give her. And I'm, I think that it's proof, like the amount of times I've had to reset and the amount of adversity I've had to and continue to face um, in legal battles that I have to fight that, um, that it's, this plan is going to continue to give and, and will test you, but we'll give you the, also the solutions, you know, does, um, uh, speaking I, of I, that kind of ad- adversity, actually, does that teach a, a grower breeder, a, a cannabis personality, so to speak, some, someone who's involved in cannabis in their life, does that teach them how to be a better individual in cannabis? I mean, it's often said that, for example, in, uh, uh, politics, writing, uh, art, life, just in general, uh, hardship teaches empathy. Uh, is there a similarity is similarity to that in cannabis? For example, you said you've been raided a number of times. Uh, certainly, I'm learning that myself, having to upend my grow and lose a bunch of my you know favorite plants. Uh, quite a few of the people that have passed through this show have been through fucking prison and this and that and gotten their grows burned, their dogs killed. People have been in the chat, talked about that. Do you think that teaches you to be a better grower or no? I mean, in, in, when when people have to suffer, it's never, it's never okay. And I, I, I you know... I strive to alleviate people from pain and suffering. However, pain is part of the process and that suffering is part of the process. Um, I'm truly a, belie- a believer that I, I, and I take full responsibility for everything that's ever occurred to me and happened to, to me in my life, whether it is raid or whether I got a beat up or whether I got, um, or when I have success. And, and I think that the adversity teaches you responsibility. I think the adversity teaches you to conquer your fears. I am, this industry couldn't be tougher. And like, like all the stories of the growers that have come up in the past and, and anybody who's in this community today has had to go through probably more adversity than most just by being associated with such a with the plant that is so demonized, that has been demonized, and um, and coming out of that, it's like this is a life lifelong journey. Um, it's definitely made us better. It's definitely made our community stronger and made us a force to be reckoned with. I don't think that the world is knows yet what. what we have to offer and what we have to bring but when it does it'll be a much better place um so yeah to to answer your question all this is for a a greater purpose and it's unfortunate how much people have had to suffer and how many people have lives have been wasted and families have been torn apart and it's unspeakable it's unfathomable that humanity does such cruelty think it's it's but at the same time we we're we're here for a reason we're tested for a reason and um i i'm i'm definitely a believer in in the divine and my we wouldn't be ggg 
We wouldn't be 777. We wouldn't be facing Canopy Grow. We wouldn't be in a trademark battle for the word gauge if it weren't for, I would say, just um, a higher purpose. That's all I can say. Like, I, 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 I don't really identify with religion, but I do, I do feel the spirit. And there's no deny this path is cannabis grow can canopy growth the same company that when they first started had that guy boehner on their board of directors or board i'm not familiar with that individual he was they the, are still, still no canopy is the canadian one you're thinking of um fuck i cannot think of the name like that guy Boehner was the speaker. Of the I know House you're talking about, yeah, big, big group in the, Ohio and the, Illinois and stuff. Yeah, I think like it was, it was like, like definitely not cannabis friendly guy, and somehow yeah. he was like on the board of one of the big companies called. At one point, it was called Canopy something, Canopy or something. It was Does like Green a Thumb Industries have any holes in California yet or not? Was that right? Green Thumb Industries, oh. did they have a hold in California yet? Yeah, I think so. That's the that's the what's his face, uh, Steve D'Angelo, but they kicked him out apparently. No, no, you're thinking of the Gangier, I think. No, that's a different group, I think. Anyway, we're talking like monkeys at a, at a at Green a... Thumb Industries. They own um, Rise dispensaries across the country. They were in, they're in a lot of states for medical. Oh. Um, well, anyway, I haven't heard of rice. I have a uh, it, question, actually. Uh, how easy is it to slip a marker into like a genetic a plant? marker? Yes, I have no idea. It's got to be. Okay. They have it that down pat by now. I would have to think. I met. I've met people who were experimenting with CRISPR technology and G GMO over 10 years ago. Um, when I was well, I just, showed, I just showed that link. They're growing trichomes on cells in Petri dishes, just straight up cannabis trichomes. And that's right. was a few years ago. Incredible. Well, what I'm trying to get at is to be able to take, you know, something that we made and be able to put a genetic marker in it so we know where it goes. And if it happens to show up someplace it's not supposed to, then we can track it back. I was thinking for further, like, IP protection and stuff like that. I can't. Well, you're looking up Canopy, so. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Founder and CEO, well, former... CEO of Canopy Growth, Bruce Clinton, is um, also now the CEO of the Phage or the Fake Gauge, and so I'm in direct opposition against them at the USPTO. Hmm. 
using and pulling every dirty trick in the book. They yeah. try to say that because my partner and I had. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Here, I'm, I'm gonna meet you, Captain. Like uh, canopy, the um, Bruce Clinton and his um, bunch of phages are all like are using every dirty trick in the book to attack me for the last five years to try to take the word gauge away from me. They uh, try to say that I'm a legal grower. They try to say that I'm not licensed. They try to say that I got raided in 2017. They try to say that um, that I, you know, operate a legal business, all types of fake false claims. They've tried to um, say that uh, because me and my partner had a falling out in 2021 that no longer that i no longer am a valid valid you know, opposer or whatever in the case now they're just trying to say that they just discovered that the word gauge means cannabis so they're trying to say that the trademark they applied for is too generic to be a trademark so they're trying to kill the baby for both of us they assume that if they can say that, that the word gauge means cannabis truly actually means pledge or a token or something of value when they um and if they can convince the court the feds which i don't think the judge is stupid enough to be, be persuaded in this but the current motion is that they're trying to say that gauge is too generic to trademark so neither of us can get it it's the ultimate like last move for someone who's just completely lost um i mean think about it they have a half billion dollar company that doesn't have a trademark that's fighting me someone with a reputation and, and recognition throughout the world. And Do they have genetics or are they just trying to get the name and then the genetics will follow? It's mainly a parent company that owns licenses in Michigan that cookie operates under and also in New Jersey. Hmm. It out of the um, in its lineup, like in its uh, all its presentation it has seven it carries seven brands, six of them are cookie brands. So essentially, it's Burner's um, orange version of my brand. What I call, we call it the orange gauge or the phage. I just made a T-shirt with oranges on it. Um, but essentially, they, in discovery, own a series of domains targeting us, such as they. So in they, they first of all they bought the domain gaugegreen.com for thousands of dollars, or an unknown sum. Uh, to try to take a domain that we you know i just never purchased the com and they also purchased in this amount of discovery the domains gauge green group sucks.com gauge blue.com gauge orange.com and a bunch of other weird domains to basically try to occupy our space hmm. it's the direct attack upon on my brand the fact that they can <laughs> Two years after I was raided, uh, a year after I was offered a buyout of my brand, is it's just the co it's either too coincidental or it's a soap opera, hmm. and I'm fucking in the middle of it, and I have to, and I'm and it's 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 real for me though, hmm. and so I've show I show up, I I mean I've basically defended the name Gage against Canopy Grow. They put Denton's law firm against me. It's the largest law firm in the world. In the world. 
Dentons. Look it up. And I've been it off their entire trademark fees. department. They won't every every nasty book game. Yeah, they did, but they also gave me a legal fucking education. I'm hmm. now actually more trained and probably more qualified to do work than any of the lawyers that they ever put against me. That's why I I it's like in court but you get you have a you said earlier you hope the judge is gonna like rule the well wait he's impressed by Denton's the biggest law firm in the world oh you in essence I've never lost a motion right okay I I'm down I'm on your side uh but I'm just saying that how that fucking crooked ass well, law system common, works it's a calm yeah i know it's a common perspective it's like at the end of the day you could be right but you know it's all based on the judge well you know i got a good one you know oh, I that's got, good i i don't let judges rule incorrectly on my cases i i, I will not permit that they think that there's deep there's 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 uh karmic rules at play and I, I i understand that cheating occurs and i understand that you know bad people win but in this case i just don't feel that well sounds like you're saying you fucked with the wrong person yeah that's they fucked with the wrong person they stuffed it on the wrong fucking nest this they shit. do that sometimes it's a hey they they do it they they know the odds. Nine out of ten people they they're doing the same thing to cave. True. No, of course, actually, um, very few people even take trademark litigation or opposition hearings as far as I do. Most people settle out years prior. I'm like I told my friend who said you should have sold your company for fifteen million. I said, I hope you um, don't take this the wrong way because I don't mean to insult you. Just like I know you didn't mean to insult me when you said that I should have sold my company. But the difference between me and you and the reason why I'm going to be very, very successful and worth more than you is what I told my buddy. And he's successful. I told him that the reason why I'm going to be worth more than you at the end of the day is because I don't plan on selling out and I I wouldn't sell out especially at my lowest and that's the difference between a sound investor and someone who's shaky like you you know like you mentioned there are a lot of shaky people and they would take that buyout but that's the difference and that's why we're talking here today you know and that's the that's the reason why when I make moves the world follows and that's undeniable truth I mean, it does sound a little egotistical, but at the end of the day, like from my basement, I've been able to make and call shots that have affected the entire world. And so I believe that that's inherently all our birthrights. And let's, let's not let the corruption that has, that has permeated the society stop us from winning. Like Cat Williams says, winners don't let liars rewrite rewrite history winners don't let losers rewrite history <clears throat> i'm feeling it i don't i don't even the chat uh there's probably multiple opinions hardcore who was just on the phone on the show his uh 
phone apparently hates Zoom. Anyway, he said he'd take the buyout and invest the money. He'd invest it himself. So there's different people, you know. Uh, uh, some folks yeah. will see the value. It, it, it would be really interesting. I wish I had a time machine, right, for a million different reasons. But it, how how uh-huh. awesome would this show be if we could just jump forward in time and be like, well, here's the thing, 10 years from now. And, you know, he's on yeah, his yacht or whatever, what, right? You know, yeah, exactly. Like, Straight up. If the Mandalum effect didn't occur and he took the buyout, what would have happened? That's it. In That's it. How fun would that be? Uh, like, there we go. Exactly. We have like Doctor Who's time machine, so we can go to multiple timelines. That's exactly. Wait a minute. Though. Or uh, Rick don't, and Morty's uh, portal gun. Don't forget that nine out of ten of these contracts are what they call performance based. So your payout is on the projected uh, future sure. income that's supposed to be generated by you at brand. Whether now they're in charge of the brand, and half the time or more. They decide it's better to to like just gobble Delft it up it. and dissolve it, right? And shelving, not have right. to pay you anything because oh, it's performance based. I mean, that's when when you mention the, the 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 entity behind it, yeah, that there are already cases against him saying that's what he's done. Do it does. I know. Like, like know. that's what they do. That's what they're doing. I, I don't, I don't, I, hey, he's too busy being him. Oh, but the company's big enough to hire the kind of law people that do this kind of shit in their sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, they're pretty, they're scrubs. And, um, and I'm starting to realize that, you know, if, if you have just a little bit of fucking, I mean, we all have free time. Like this, the amount of time you you do you we all do spend on Instagram and YouTube, we could be fighting a few legal battles. Like I would, I would look into it. It's fun. It's an interesting yeah, way to look at the world. Legal battles, <laughs> but those legal battles. Have you fought a legal sets, battle today? <laughs> sets precedent that changes things. Like some of those people that have taken that attitude and stand is what's changed things for all all of us always it's very right. true somebody somebody fought the the system and Boyer sacrificed said and put in the time and didn't give up and that's that's the case you're going to get to quote to to back up the logic for what you're standing on yeah and that if really it, hasn't been around for at least nine years now 2014 15 was the only time we had anybody that was willing to stand up politically and fight for us well you know mixed in there just like there's not all bad cops there's a couple good ones within the legal system there's a couple good judges and there's a couple you know it's not a hundred percent bad but oh it's pretty bad yeah, it's gotta. There's gotta be good. Otherwise, the things would be a lot worse. My imagination can go in into darker places than most, and so I, when I look and I see that there's still beauty in structure, that that gives me hope, and that when I see people, you know, fighting and I see people succeeding and winning and doing things the right way, I think that there's hope. Um, 
yeah, we need well, it's to, we true, need to, you know, like we, we often doom and gloom ourselves to, into a day of fucking morose introspection, right? But the reality of it is when we think about ourselves, most of us live lives of fairly long longevity, basically. We, we eat reasonably well compared to a caveman. Uh, we are rarely ever hunted by any other man. If it's a Viking or anyone else, we're rarely, rarely ever hunted, right? Nobody hunts us, in other words. Man, uh, we, we have pets. We have so much food. We have pet animals that we just fucking they hang out with us just for giggles. And when our pet animals get ill, we have so many freaking excess funds that many of us commit to paying for what i don't know our ancestors would have thought completely excessive veterinary bills on and on and on we have supercomputers in our pockets can you believe that shit we have a supercomputer every single one of us basically these days the poorest amongst us has a supercomputer in their pocket that can look up maps and translations and you fucking name it go ahead i just think back that like most of humanity if their teeth were fucked up they just like that was it. They, yeah, he they, died. They, there yeah, was right. no, there was no dentist. Oh or, shit! I can't chew anymore. Okay, Damn it. even the early days of dentist was like pretty gnarly. Not uh, to mention, yeah. imagine walking around with an impacted tooth for twenty five years, right? Oh god, it had to like yeah. When you said caveman, yeah, they they fucking had teeth going fucked, and they they mm-hmm. they just when any of my teeth get fucked up, oh that that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. That that will. Fuck you up. Right. You jump or, off a cliff like or a, jump into a lion's mouth or something. But yeah, these days you can go to an <laughs> extremely expensive but still existing dentist. You know what I mean? It's pretty incredible, actually. So, I don't know. There's different ways to look at the world. Yeah, I mean, fuck yeah. I mean, it, it just keeps getting better, right? If you can, like, walk out the noise. Well, if how many of you are interested in... Want to see how nefarious um, canopy growth can get at at attacking an independent grower such as myself? Um, all the filings are public on the USPTO, and currently oh. we're we're like 22 motions deep in one trial, and like almost 80 motions I think deep in another one. One for the word gauge, and one for the word gauge green group. Um, they're trying to stop me from trademarking gauge green group as well. So they they're complete evil. Why why would they even it. want that if they have their own trademarks? Why don't they just stick to those and not even bother with the fight? At that point, you have to really wonder to yourself. I guess it's just academic for them because they have the money; they can just do it, right? There's no logical lo- there's no logical reason for it, is there? Like they could just create another brand if they really wanted to. Yeah, it must no, be no, just to, no, no. to it's their me. model. I mean, well, but Crush in the other ways, that same kind of business model. That's why they fucked over Seed Junkie. That's why they fucked over Compound. That's why, right? They don't have shit, right? So they have to like go after other people's shit, right? Right. It's it almost was all like bullshit. It was all We're bullshit. Like, why would they do like, that? Okay. Well, Good parasites. story. <laughs> good story. Like to me, I remember it all going down, and I was like, "That's a good story." To be honest, form cut. That was killer. The Thin mint, okay, right there when it all started. Dude, I smoked that fucking genetic like ten years early at a dead show in Berkeley, hmm. right? Like that's that maybe it was like more refined, but that hmm. family of genetics was hmm. like in the fucking circle, right? I recognized that, right? Hmm. Um, 
I like heard the story that, that there was a house that everyone knew that it came from. Yeah. I like, don't know if okay, that where'd true, you but... get it? Like, wait, just like we were talking about earlier with Mendo, right? Like, where'd you get it? What about those people? Like, oh, oh, right. The, the story right now that's the most relevant and probably one of the main reasons besides the fact that we, like I said earlier, we may even have claims to be one of the first markets with cookies before hmm. cookies. Second of all is that I happened a lot upon the clone, the cherry pie Kush when I was living in Mendocino, the cherry pie Kush read by George and known by the community is alleged there's arguments from both sides and and some people don't believe the story but that george created the cherry pie kush and a lot of growers in willits and Laytonville sold seeded packs down to the bay area hmm. well this was some of the best kush and still is to the day this day why would i breed with it if i have access to all the newest shit why would i be working with it because it's the best i don't fucking work with shit this cut cherry pie kush is phenomenal hmm. until this day. And so we, so these packs went down to the, the hemp center and they were basically cherry picked for fucking bag seeds. And this all comes out because back in the day they were coming on our, com, coming to our common section and saying our seeds were fag seeds. It all makes sense now that they were the ones that were truly hunting the bag seeds hmm. from george's work hmm. so if it can be proven that cherry pie kush is the predecessor to cookies that means gauge green group not only went to market with the cherry pie kush along with you know and that's not to forget that gauge um george the creator is probably is the main person here that needs to that deserves and credit and reward we just happen to have been passed to it through a intermediary hmm. someone had bought the clone for eight thousand from george's crew and then we got it from them that clone could potentially be the predecessor to cookies and if we talk about provenance and talk about sampling other people's music cherry pie kush if it's before cookies occupies over 30 percent of the industry hmm. why do you think they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars in michigan to attack me if my brand's not worth billions. Do you know that we're in a multi-trillion dollar industry? Music and basketball are both approximately only 60, 50, 60 billion dollar industries. Do you know that the basketball players make 50% of the revenue? That's called power. Yeah, that's you know the same thing. They have a union. Players union, that's the only reason they make so much money. Yeah, you, Yep, labor unions. Well, but it also, used to you know, not be that music. way. The owners made all the money for the longest right. time. And then when the players recognized it, it went across all sports. Perfect. It went across all entertainment, really. Like, concerts are the same way. It used to be a different game. And now, you know, they get a lot. Now, now, the, now there's more royalties. There's a little bit more respect for the creative because of that fight. And, and that same struggle exists in cannabis, if people just don't yeah. see it because the media and the billionaires are trying to undermine people like me and, and they're paying for bad misinformation when in reality, the they've made billions of dollars off of the trademarks and the IP and the actual genetics that were created under my roof. Hmm. And I didn't get any 
any royalties. When they used my name, our trademark was used on their packaging and we were never paid. Now, no one's paid in this industry. I'm not speaking just for myself, but you know, there's only a handful of breeders that can relate. There's only a handful of breeders that products are used throughout the industry and knocked off and well, one thing is is using the the plant but you said they used your actual gauge green they used it, right yeah I who mean, was the that mark who owns the trademark mendo breath Me. well like i say mendo breath is a legendary strain like one of the legendary strains that that makes it worth like a yeah that's not just any so strain okay just mendo breath itself could be worth a billion dollars if you right. really but nobody has even tried to evaluate a strain because by even going there you're admitting that 10 to 15 percent of your industry needs to be paid to creatives through publishing if you want to at least meet the minimum minimum precedence that's set by the music industry which is a toxic parasitic industry and they still pay their creatives 10 to 15 percent I was just reading, um, I'm just reading through it on Wikipedia. I was curious where and when did sampling come from? Well, sampling has existed since the 40s uh, with the different records apparently they're talking about, but the, basically the laws don't seem to have started to really be passed until the fucking 90s. And I can yeah. guarantee right. you it wasn't situation. for the music's, it wasn't for the musician's right. benefit. It was almost certainly for if the it, producers. If it wasn't that else. it became a problem of everyone stealing other people's intellectual properties no. and getting away with it. No. And then you no. classic legends that aren't getting paid and has hearing their music all over the radio. Musicians were never happy from the beginning and treated well. But in the last 20 years with the, with the internet and the way it applies and the streaming and, oh, they really are getting fucked now. Okay. Right. Cause you because can't even track mainly YouTube, like, Oh, what album do you want to hear? Every, like which 20 people have all the classicest albums. None of them. You don't have to go to the Eagles site to listen to Eagles music or anybody's Beatles, any of it. Right. It's just out there. Right. Maybe yeah, they, need to they, they, they get not, next to nothing on that. Like the, Oh, when that what's that streaming service that music that Spotify? Oh, their deal is like next to nothing, right. next to nothing, right. right? Compared to what the artists, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's now, another version. In the, in the early days, they would make them sign their rights away. They were on IE, okay. And then there were some years where oh, that was going pretty strong for them, like 80s, 90s thousands oh the streaming thing that's what they're fighting about that's even why the screen actors and the writers and were out is like how's that going to affect and oh how do they collect revenue on that even though these big corporations are yeah exactly. it's really an endless and it like a lifelong struggle but it is it is a struggle that does that does need to be fought, especially when you think about the fact that in cannabis, it's a there's a zero percent model for, to reward creatives. I mean, no matter how bad it is in music, even an independent well, artist. Can get the paid problem cannabis is going to have when we get when courts 
things really start to try to shake this out is the what 100 years of prohibition right there's like this blank decades where it's just all folklore mm-hmm. right where like yeah where like where did it come from yeah, is what you're saying where does yeah like that's going to be like part of this thing the fact, like, uh, deciding where like, who oh, actually it could be that. like oh from this point point forward okay now we have ways to build from here but oh there's no like going that's on like saying that artists before the 70s don't deserve their royalties you 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 know well, but no they, way back they had contracts okay and, oh they were crooked and shit like no, way back 20s, they just 30s, got fucked 40. totally fucked all the yeah. black artists they just got yeah. raped there's whole storylines in the sopranos about even hesh you know nice old hesh who everyone calls a teddy bear he screwed the fuck out of a bunch of black artists and just basically took writing credits and everything else meanwhile he has horses and everything else and these other the, the black artists they're all dead yeah. Look at the modern 360 deal. Look, I mean, it's there's not a single artist that's really satisfied with their deals at this point. That's why the, the contracts need to be <coughs> down. That's why they need to be yeah. exposed. I, I got yeah. some of them. I got the music industry contracts if you want to see them. And they, cannabis they were, is trying to, to like get create all this when we had like decades of like none of that. And that's going to be hard to like established okay what point does 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 this stuff start well i think that when they start to establish like um plant uh patents and uh license like essentially not licensing but um plant certification um you can actually as a breeder lock in your unique varietals or your your unique breeds or your your tc and then from then on you know, track it. And, and that's probably how it's going to work. But that doesn't mean that say, like, if you're an old time breeder that you shouldn't and won't be getting paid for your work. I do believe that there's going to be a way that the sour diesel family and chem dog and so-and-so how many bags of chem dog do you think have been sold in the United States? Yeah, but wait, the, the, the Peabody was on dead tour. I knew that, that stuff. He just met those guys, bought some wheat at, at what always amazing about that story, because I, I was a deadhead from 78 to 95, almost at every show. He was like a teenager and had the mind withal to save, what is it, 13 seeds? And that right. becomes the. That the, could be the what, real genius. Yeah, he didn't create right? it, but the fact the that he didn't throw right? it away and whatever, right? it's amazing. You yeah. know, and okay, yeah. But like that bud used to come out on summer tour for a couple of years. Yeah, Those but, 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 I mean, a Mickey Mantle sweet. card, a Mickey Mantle rookie card is worth, I don't know how many fucking million dollars because there's only a few of them left. That's, you know, everybody now, could have hey, kept them. They came in fucking Cracker most, Jack boxes. You know, you could the get them anywhere. Sweet. But nobody it was out on tour was seedless that was the whole thing seedless okay oh there was always some bag seeds that come around now me yeah i never thought that at that time and what, what i was about in my life then saving a seed was what i did that wasn't a, anything i even thought of which like oh yeah i was too busy doing blow basically uh uh but but uh yeah now this kid comes along and oh man he fucking saved these seeds and knew exactly like he foresaw the future 
You know, a lot of times right. the people that hit these big things, they, they had insight of like, yeah, when you first heard their idea, you thought, yeah, I don't know. That's that. They believed, they knew, they saw the future. Yeah, for, and someone you know, like that really deserves the the not just the credit but but really like how many fucking chem dogs chem dogs do you need to preserve and and share with the world before you you can live off of it you know what i mean yeah. like I, I certainly don't think that he's getting a a fat enough monthly check hmm. for if having any, the right? entire u.s it's industry of yeah. cannabis do you know what i'm saying and like he, your music and your beat basically is the beat that everyone uses. But, okay. We know it I, and I, your I, name is on it. We don't I, pay you. I, you know, I know that, oh, he's also you, knows who he got the stuff from and gave them some seeds back. And okay. All right. And we're okay. That's those the thing, you know, grow. what are we going to set up a reparations program for seeds? We'd basically like, have to, you know. I don't think a know? court's going to be able to like, uh, on stories like that which in my mind is a lot of folklore right like from that it, is there any facts from this story that we can can like add to this case right you you you're practicing law a bit you understand what i'm saying oh there, a lot of it's just folklore i've heard all the stories on the internet a lot of them are okay this name and this in this area yeah, you're going to have to have like going to be solid. fun doing the investigation, right? Like, I think there's probably going to be a committee of people sitting around just like the U.S. Patent Office trying to figure out who really invented the fucking wheel. And then you got some people with like pictures, you know, and some people got diagrams and then yeah. someone's got the date and someone's got some kind of record. And and somehow Dude. someone has to figure out where it came from. And I think that just like we come from an age of ignorance but look how much how far we've come it's not going to be that long before we we know where all of this stuff came from and it's not going to be just a mystery i i believe that because a lot of things are becoming un uncovered like daily um so i'm i'm but you do have a point and i and i, I think, think that, everybody's that, been above that there there's a bunch of old timers that like never fucking surfaced like they live such a fucking right. underground thing as like their way of life and they were already older. They came out of the fucking forties, mm fifties, -hmm. and sixties. Right? Mm -hmm. They, they it, might not ever were dug in, in, right? Oh yeah, they fucking live in a good life. Yeah, yeah. They never oh when the internet like they, no, they might oh, so other people were mm -hmm. like true fucking old timers, like what we call now off the grid, okay? Right. They were really off the grid, all right? Uh Take yeah, it like I, let's take it a step the further. Off the grid dudes, the old timers, they had the dankest shit. All right, because they a lot of those people up didn't even come off the mountains yet. Like they're still up yeah. in the hills. Like, but they, it all they had the mentality of like, like I remember some of those guys. Yeah, when all this newfangled shit came around, they they were they, they were they were they were old already. You know what I mean? And when you really get into the timeline here. Oh wow, shit! I'm old already. Oh no, those guys got to be gone. You know, I like... believe that everybody who sat in the room, or everybody, anybody that had a hand in the creation of certain strains, should all be credited and all should Look, be rewarded. Look, like, I was at every every dead show from '78 through '87. Everyone, 
Okay, we play in the Bay Area at the Greek Berkeley and then the New Year's show, okay? And this is when the bud, the green bud, the real 81, 82, 83, the first, this is when it first started, okay? Yeah, it was these, like, yeah, like I remember those, the guys that had the shit. They, they were very reclusive and, and everybody knew they had the shit because they'd be smoking in their little circle. It fucking smelt across the whole fucking theater, right? I mean, I still remember in like the early 80s, mid maybe by the mid 80s, knowing that, oh, fuck, that one smells Mendo. And those guys have Mendo perks, right? And you would hope that maybe you could bump into the show, make some small talk, lead to something. Ah, no, these guys were fucking... Like they weren't looking for customers, you know what I mean? That was a whole different thing. But though they were flossing the dang way back in the eighties. Various kinds. Did you grow up in Berkeley? No, I grew up in Topanga Canyon, but at fifteen I ran away and became a deadhead. And and on my first tour in the East Coast, I kind of like fell into this thing where I became the flunky for this, you know, he's famous, Brother Tom. And like he put out the dragon blotter, the ganja pot. Like we had all these designs over the years and we were like the big blotter uh, operation on Dead Tour. So that led to like, <clears throat> being on the all inside the of a lodge. lodge. Yeah. Like one, we bought anything that came down the pike. We had all the money. All right. <laughs> My boss. And 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 I was just funky. So basically I carried everything. Yeah. Some of the best shit I remember that like even captains over there in Thailand, but I don't think it's really there anymore. It would be I remember you could take a quarter pound of green bud from the Bay Area and fly to New York and they'd trade you a pound of the best Thai weed you ever fucking seen. Like nutmeg, chocolate, fucking that to me at that time was like some of the stoniest, knock you on your ass fucking weed ever. The best Thai weed ever. But a quarter pound for a pound was the deal at the beginning. And I, I don't know what year that tie weed went away, but that shit was fucking dang. You think that tie weed was actually produced, uh, shipped, imported from Thailand, or do you think it was grown like in Florida or somewhere? No, 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 that, that was imported weed. Yeah. I don't know if it came from Thailand, though. Like even uh, Captain, he's over in Thailand. Some of it for me is in there's other countries Lao. around there. Wow. And when I first got here, all the uh, basically all the weed that we were getting was coming from Wow. But what I don't understand, bro, I've seen documentaries. Thai. You know, the tie sticks came on boats that would dock off the San Francisco. And I know, I know the exact spot on Richmond uh, right there. This decrepit old dock uh that was the spot where these smaller boats brought in like tons of fucking tie sticks way back but when i was in the 80s oh there was there was san francisco tie weed 
Oh, that that was our right weed. The really dankest fucking Thai weed, different kinds, was in New York, in the city, right? And I was always thinking, wait, Thailand's going to smuggle it all the way around to get to New York? or That's what I was like, wondering. You know, Who so I don't know the real source Africa. of that. Is actually African, you said? No, I think it goes around the Horn of Africa. Okay. It goes to New York that way. Yeah, I mean, New York uh, it, it could, definitely had track cut through. But, like, even in the 80s, my first, like, palette is, like, these, like, if I was to say, okay, where do all these genetics end up? It's, like, about maybe six, six genetic groupings they all come out of oh and then they've all been cluster fucked together and shit but right like i remember at the beginning it was like oh there was this group and then there was this group and this group and you know like i say at this point oh yeah it's been a cluster fuck for 20 30 years now when you Some smoke a modern bang. strain do you smell do you like go back to some of these six groups sometimes mendo breath mendo breath Mendo has this certain aroma leaves in the room, like the exhale, right? You know what I'm talking about. Mendo always had that. Like you can smell it fucking furthest away. It's that certain Mendo. Like, oh, and it doesn't always have to be purple to be like that. Like back in the tight day, there was green Mendo. It tasted and smelt the same, right? And then there was some that was purple. Um I don't like I've been a fan. I won a, a cannabis cup in 2014 in San Bernardino in Indica mm -hmm. for Blackwater from Swerve. That's mm -hmm. that's Mendo. Mendo, yeah. Mendo, perps crossed into SFV or yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, OK, the Mendo. Okay, oh, the Mendo kind of has like it's some of its folklore, but that's one of the stories where there's probably more facts leading back to like whoever started growing that shit and yeah initially oh it was the terroir of mendo that made the weed what it was right like where do you think the mendo came from mendo like that because look back when we first came around these guys didn't name shit like the streets named shit they were so paranoid that they didn't want anything to lead to them. It was where you, it was from. It was where it was had, from. Like they would be like, oh, this is from Mendo. This is from Humboldt. This is from wherever, right? And half the time they might tell you it's from somewhere. They like everything was about stealth. Secret. Right. Because there was so much there was like that the heat was real and the penalties were real. Like weed was as bad as anything else. They didn't. They didn't make it. Like in, in the seventies and eighties, fuck. I, as a teenager, I remember cops like gonna arrest us all because they found one seed in a floorboard. Right. Like they were crazy. Like it was like whatever pre-war drugs, but they had, they had a thing. My dad went to federal prison for for. He was a bartender that slipped an FBI agent a roach. In that case, 
sent him to federal prison. And, and, and at that time, acid was legal and cannabis was like the devil's drug. <clears throat> That's how crazy it was, like in the early 60s. LSD was legal and cannabis would send you to federal prison. So, like, yeah, I get, like, they haven't, like, they've acknowledged recent people, we exonerated so many cases and that bullshit, right? Oh, and there's equity license. Oh, celebrate these few people. But what about the decades? What about the your grandparents and, like, the fucking shit that they all went through over this? Where's the fucking, like, yeah, we, we, we were wrong. Yeah, not only do they not say they're wrong, they it continues to this day. And even the whole thing of Schedule 1, which was always critical, the that has these three criteria. The most important, it has no medical uh, application. or or They have <laughs> patents in the 50s right. patenting cannabis and all the cannabinoids for medical applications. As simple as that, like a... a major patent the u.s government has so wait you have a patent and then you you do all this shit to all these people because it doesn't have any medical like what the fuck that one like they'll never be able to like they have no explanation none, none. crimes against humanity you really can't explain terrorism yeah, I mean, that's really what it, it is. Now, oh, I'm glad they let some people out now. And I, okay, but like, it's deeper than that, right? And if we never accept our mistakes or acknowledge the reality of the past, then this keeps happening. So like, yeah, this isn't like, not... Thailand, I thought, I don't know, because they're not changing it back. But I thought, oh, they did it right. Yeah. Hey, fuck, weed's legal. Fuck, go. Right? Now they're like, it back. Oh, here. Yeah, the instant tax. <laughs> like, oh, no, they still are questioning whether there can be social clubs. Wait, there's a bar in every fucking corner, and those people are killing people and drunk driving wrecks every fucking minute. Oh. But people smoking cannabis in a place, oh, that, that's unheard of. No way. That, that's crazy. They have to figure out how to get the maximum value of that license. And yeah, then this once is some they of the problem. That, then we'll have social clubs. When, when the real retail price starts to be reflected from the low wholesale price, which to me, that's the big question. Wait, you guys can only pay a thousand a pound, but you sell it for 60 and eight. Wait, what the fuck, right? The whole tax base and the whole reason the government's in it is because it was all projected on this certain pricing. Like the fact that pound prices have dropped, that hurts their revenue. They get taxes off of that. Oh, when the retail price drops, commensurate to the wholesale price, wow, what taxes are left? Like, right, oh, so you can artificially inflate retail by limiting licensing. Yeah, because like, it's really important for them to keep that tax money coming in. Like, they promised voters all this fucking money. 
if you if there are only two shops or one shop in your city, what incentive do they have to compete? Yeah. And, you know, like at least in California, this is what I think Newsom, because Newsom's anti-weed, right? For the most part. No, because he's already bought off by the big fucking players, right? Because eventually California is the fifth largest economy in the in the world. We're like our own country, right? So like whatever economies is going on in, in whatever state, good. Ours is like a country's worth. It's a big play, right? And also, how goes California? Does go, go the fucking country? Um, yeah, they're gonna big corp, big big. When it's finally the time for to make this deal, it's just gonna go at our state and say, yeah, well, you fucked around with this other bullshit long enough. We're taking over. And here's like you gotta remember, off of a piece of cellophane, the tobacco industry gives our government like you know uh, close to. Billions of dollars a year of taxes. I, it's massive, right? From a, from that little stamp on the cell thing. No one cheating. They pay it all, <laughs> you know, cash on that transfer as soon as it's printed, right? No funky business. It's a lot of money. Yeah, they have, they have reputation. They've already made the whole cannabis laws like they don't trust any of us. The whole thing with metric, like, wait, is any other uh, person that does business have that kind of scrutiny over such a like? Wait, we're not we're not talking diamonds here, or it's it's just fucking weed. And yeah, they have this whole thing on it. Well, what's that all about, right? Like other things, they just stamp a fucking thing on the on the top of the bottle. Oh, that's the taxes, right? Like, why is that such a hard thing with weed? You have to do all these regulations <laughs> like that. I get building code. Okay, building code. Fuck yeah, they can't fucking light the whole block on fire. <clears throat> and uh, like I buddy, can't even. I get think. A... I think this year, Michigan actually beat california and the amount of taxes on cannabis paid i think yeah, they were the leaders in the at least from my perspective and i know states. a few of the the games and it's done at pretty large scale <laughs> dude i have to be no all, every licensed person i know sells all their shit black market the weed they grow they, they they claim that they got fucked up and then they go to Oregon and buy this fucking fucked up moldy hemp shit and then they turn it in and get a credit on because on, oh you gotta pay your taxes like before you even fucking grow it, right? But then you carry your credit, right? But all the weed went out the back door, the right? You just gave them and then they destroy the bullshit that you spent a dollar a pound on. <clears throat> like it's that easy with all these tags and all this scrutiny. Oh, after a few years, there's like, oh, that's one of many hustles. The indoor guys backdoor their shit right to the fucking black market dispensaries all day long. Right. Wait, I thought metric was impenetrable. <laughs> no, it's just a way to sell plastic tags in the software. 
<laughs> well, that that's a private company. You, you, I'd be surprised to see who's on the fucking board and getting paid on that one because every state has metric and pays a percentage of the thing to to operate metric. I thought Snoop Dogg owned part of metric. Well, anybody that was smart could have bought a bought a share <laughs> or two. Like, who would have thought? I actually, if I remember it right, Colorado was the first state that needed a, a system. And they, like, because it, it was big news, because Colorado went first. It did, right? And they had stories on the news showing that, oh, they have cameras and this. They showed this whole thing. I think that that, because they did have the first software, like, inventory security <coughs> system <coughs> i think that grew into metric i think it's a scam well i'm just surprised that each new state comes on i thought new york for sure would be like oh no fuck that we're gonna do it ourselves we don't need metric but <coughs> from what i know every state just signs on to metric <clears throat> yeah first bunch of times i heard it i was like oh i'm sure it's just a government program or something no it's just literally a private company that makes freaking database software that's all they could totally get somebody else to do it microsoft or somebody could totally do it but you know well or somebody could do it really like wait many other industries are very tight and shit ain't walking out the back door mm. and it's inventoried and kept kept you know under control metric clay like that's why you have metric and they give you all the rules and how you have to operate and inventory and cameras and all this shit but it doesn't even work like okay we're arguably it does work arguably it works just as intended it basically gives them well, the illusion okay. of control while giving everybody the ability to backdoor their shit so well, arguably it's working perfectly that, that <laughs> like it's not talked about much but the real war between legal oh, cannabis is the with the do more about black market people. the traditional market like it's funny the, they can't like just before win, win legal cannabis can start to exercise hey, i was just gonna say it's kind of hard to make really high quality moonshine to, in the fucking hills like you can age whiskey a lot more easily in a fucking big old shack that's legal than you can in a, in a goddamn forest so it's surprising that the legal people can't apparently surpass the illegal market in, so. in the last couple of years there's been two sizable cannabis uh, operations busted black market both times, the jury wouldn't convict. I followed it enough to know, oh, they had a solid case. They wouldn't have taken it to fucking court. It's pretty easy to prove when you do the kind of case they did. But the jury wouldn't. Meaning, yeah, the jury wouldn't say, oh, yeah, guilty. Right? That says a lot. That means the people are like, oh, no, fuck that. Depends on the jury, but, though, bud. Know, Don't get too cocky. You know, uh, if another well, lawyer I, couches the whole I, case I, I in a life or death thing, and it's and, Jesus and, and the children. And the, the jury picking for my wife's murder trial was two and a half days, right? And it went back and forth, and that's like the draft. And uh, yeah, you have no control. Oh, you get to pick the name. Oh, you get to kick out certain amount, but then you run out of kicks. They call it. 
next thing you know somebody's like able to and oh it only takes like one it's it's crazy like oh that's the lorry that goes down yeah like when i saw that go down i realized oh it's all won or lost right here right here that's where it happens and there's all these people you got to remember most people go down and write something on the jury thing and try to get out of jury. Once you get into people trying to be on a like trial, especially a murder trial, oh, you realize, like I remember watching some of you, I'm like, oh, you want to be on this jury too much <laughs> to be on it, right? Like who wants to be on a jury? You'd rather be at home doing whatever, right? Oh no, some of these people like really wanted it when I'd hear conversations in the hallway and they'd be like, like, yeah, it was like getting on a game show. Hmm. <laughs> you think you're going to get picked? I'm going to get picked. Like they tried. And I was like, oh, my, my DA, not mine, but the DA. Yeah. I, I asked her about that. She says, oh yeah. Yeah. I, I kicked the that. If you try too hard and you got, you're no, because a lot of people have sat on juries and then wrote books and made like buco money, so mm. it's like it's like a dream. Some people think that's the way they're going to get rid. I guess. Yeah, because the people that committed a crime can't profit from it. Well, they can't. I, I'm do a consumer the of it. I love murder shows. Like even before my wife got murdered, it's weird. I think I might have watched so many murder shows. Murder came into my life. Like if that if that sounds crazy, not. but. Well, I know that's not how being. it works. But like, even now, I I still watch them like Forty Eight Hours or whatever. Like, I follow those things. I love that. I I don't really love it, but no, I like. Hey, like Fang, I like Lori. I think if I stayed in school and did what I would have been a lawyer, right? Like, and. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. I, I could think, oh, guilty or not. I appreciate any good lawyering. Sometimes there's some good lawyering going down. They get crafty. With, with the like good, expensive lawyers, they are pretty crafty. I give them that much. It's like a battle of um, of words and, and mind manipulation. Yeah. yeah. And you got to know your shit and have your shit together and the command it. Then, yeah, it's it's definitely it, a performance the art. A good one and a bad, right? <laughs> is night and day. Yeah, I mean, like I'm an ally, so like I had issues with cops my whole life. My wife gets murdered now. The DA, the top DA, and these detectives—they were like representing me. I'm the victim. And I remember the first day I sat there and I was like, I couldn't even. And then, oh man, I pre like now that it's years later and then, you know, that we want or the trial, you got 55 to let. And like they had everything covered. They didn't miss a trick. They were the best, right? I, uh, the DA, oh, I haven't called her or, or I sometimes just feel like saying, ah, oh, I just want to thank you again, even though it's been a few years. Cause like, oh, they worked. I saw from a different perspective is what I was saying. Like, right. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You might, you might like think, fuck the cops until all of a sudden you're in that situation. 
And then you're like, yeah, I'm glad there's some ones that know how to do their fucking job. Because oh, that's the big Never, thing. I, one I'm little thing they time. fuck up. One little thing they fuck up. Oh, that's it. You lose the case. That's how it goes. Like certain little things have to be done right. If you don't do them right. And yeah, a lot of these cops are dingleberries. I'm happy you ha you you got justice in that situation. <clears throat> well, there was already one appeal that when I read it, it was like he's ridiculous. Like, like it didn't even make any sense, and they denied it. But yeah, that's that's another whole part of the system. They'll, like there'll be appeals as long as he's alive. You should see the kind of appeals that the state. <clears throat> yeah. Well, like. Like, like civil shit gets even nastier. That's what I've heard. Like real civil litigation. Yeah, that's uncivil. Is what you're saying? Well, here's <laughs> the thing about about uh, criminal shit. It, it has time restraint constraints. When then in civil, fuck man, the whole perp the strategy is to string it out so long that. that you know that's part of the strategy nothing moves quick there right unless both parties wanted to and most of the time one party strategy is just to, to string it along for a decade well in the meantime this has been quite a show Fang it's always a wonderful show with you uh, we yeah. wide ranging doesn't even begin to cover it, honestly. <laughs> like ultra wide <laughs> angle ranging is what it is. Uh, Captain, do you have any more questions before we let him go? No, I think uh, we touched on the uh, basis that I wanted to, and mm -hmm. I appreciate you joining us again, Michael. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. We didn't even get a chance to talk about your new genetic that's coming out. I, I, I think it's coming out. You were uh, teasing it on Instagram just the other day. Presumably you'd like to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, of course. We have a new line, and it's uh, the Dragon series. Mm -hmm. So it celebrates the Year of the Dragon, and um, which which is coming and basically i see it as like a, almost like an inaugural collection into this new uh perspective that i'm putting together there's um a wide range of genetics so our fortune teller z fino has never been released and and i've never released any seeds of it that is um, called the dragon parts one, two, and three. And I'm also releasing uh, several genetics for the first time, like our collaboration with Belief, which is um, the love gas crossed with our triangle Kush high school sweetheart. Hmm. And um, something unique is uh, we have a cherry uh, Fino of the Malawi land race that I've oh, uh, that we're about two, three generations in. And it's a unique Fino, uh, cherry limeade flavored uh, sativa that's incredibly heart pumping. It's a, it's like the, it's like a very energetic and um, 
I wouldn't recommend it if you're a novice when it comes to smoking weed. Let's just say that. How is it that all the Malawi weed I ever is racy like that? Like what what makes that continent that genetic of weed I'm not so sure. different than, than most other <laughs> weed? Like majority of other weed. I would describe Malawi. I drink coffee, so I can handle caffeine. It would be like overdose caffeine. That's like I smoke a fucking Malawi, and all of a sudden I'm racing with I feel like I have anxiety. I'm like, holy shit, is that from the weed? And it's from the yeah. weed. It's from the weed. No, I had to sit down. So I had, one time I smoked a Malawi joint, and I had to sit down after I puffed it <laughs> and catch my breath because I was like, <laughs> like just. Yeah, I mean, now, some people like that. No, I smoke weed for different reasons to get that feeling. So, like, Sun Grown Mids, Trevor, oh, yeah, he made some Malawi. He's got a good Malawi. It's not, like, it's just straight Malawi. And he gave me a couple jars, and and I somewhere it's probably getting old. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I with that shit, too. That shit was fucking great. No. That's not my eye. I'm like a couch locker, indica, or whatever you want to call it. Like OG, it Kush, that round. I don't need racy like that. <laughs> like, oh, Tanji was kind of a little bit uppity. There's been some weeds that are a little uppity, but how he takes it to like. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, it's like I call it, it's called electro, and it's like an electroshock. You know, and it's like, I think that it describes the high pretty well. It's like electricity, um, like speed. Well, that had to have come from like centuries, if not longer, of selection by people sure. that, that like mm. like saw weed. That liked that high. Yeah. That wanted that. I mean, that yeah. would, some of this history is kind of lost in all this. I guess we call prohibition. It's not really. It's still there. People just have to do the the legwork to dig dig it back out. Like even China. Like this show started with you saying, "Oh, I'm sure there's oh there's lots of books in China. There's there's you can't erase history. No, yeah, right. you can though. They they're pretty good at the communists when they took over they um, killed a lot of scholars mm -hmm. and they killed a lot of and they burnt a lot of books and that's yeah. they go for is they 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 seek the um the powerful um the influential and the and the scholars and the artists and they seek to control them or eliminate them that's like what happened in China. well this is where like even i know yeah some countries it's harder than others and there's more penalties but at this point there's not anywhere that can connect to the internet, whether VPN, they, they all have their little tricky ways, even in countries that are restricted. Uh, so I, yeah. they, 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 that's our hope that spreads like truth further. <clears throat> so as bad as all the internet sort of could become personally, you know, time suck and all this uh, drama and shit. Yeah. But, if it could like somehow unite people past all this bullshit on some things, then then it's worth all that other bullshit. Because I, I think ultimately, yeah, they, like sometimes it looks like yeah, this whole internet thing was like like even I was going to say earlier, 
through all those years of selling weed, because I sold weed a lot longer, for a long time before I started growing it. And even when I grew it, we didn't communicate, okay? And, oh, this little bullshit thing they used to put in high times of, like, these prices, that was completely bullshit made up, okay? That wasn't anything in reality, right? The price index, it was fucking bullshit. But somehow, through all these years, growers all kept, like, this certain number, no one undercut people like i like it wasn't like i never remember oh fuck there's pressure selling shit for fucking pennies or some shit right but we didn't communicate there was no internet there was not even any so no like we were all in our own little fucking spots but somehow we knew the price was this (laughs) and don't budge okay We were talking about money before, you know, and how it's so illusionary. But at the same time, there is a function that of the economy that like what you just described, that is like an almost an unseen force that does work in certain free markets that works well, itself out. I remember the first like time I started having pressure on the pricing. And I remember not knowing, but getting a sense that these big operations were dumping their yeah. shit because they had a huge nut. And and like this is before all the investors showed up and all this, but there was like and they weren't as huge as these ones today, but they they had a big nut and they would just drop their price. And, and one thing mm-hmm. I've learned in business, once you go down, good luck going up. Mm-hmm. <sighs> right. And we've never like, oh, We've never, we've only gone down. There's never been not even a tiny correction except for the first like six months, maybe the first year of COVID. And that had other circumstances involved in it. People were stuck at fucking home and smoked a lot of weed and had free money from the government. Cause like there was a minute there, I'm like, oh, this is hope. Maybe we're coming back. But that was just COVID effects. That had nothing to do with, and maybe that that effect like was like yeah i don't know how it played out but that it seemed like shortly thereafter everything look we've been in like 25 percent inflation on across the board except we something <laughs> 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 wrong with that picture wait milk went up everything went up fast food went up, uh, rent went up this, wait cannabis go down wait something's wrong you know what there is amazing inflation in though the amazing quality of dragon line that was hey, a terrible brother, introduction he, let's get back but been, shut up for a second stop talking let's let fang to finish talking about uh, dragon oh yeah so dragon the dragon collection it it um it's a um truly impressive collection actually um for the first time we were releasing a strain called gauge so it's um the cherry pie kush s1 seeds Hmm. and these s1 seeds are are precious because they weren't you know induced through chemical they were naturally derived and harvested out of every you know batch of cherry pie kush hence cookies there is a will be like one or two seeds once in a while and it drops a little lower nanners here and there very rarely in in very specific like situations and not always when it's stressed but maybe out of like 10 years of growing her like 
I've accumulated about 100 seeds, like the perfect Tiger Stripe S1 seeds, and I have these in my archive, overselling these um, as gauge, uh, super limited, and they, it's it's kind of like, it's multiple moves, you know, it, it's one thing to like, we, we do claim a lot of, um, we, the Cherry Pie Kush is truly instrumental in like the last 10 years of um, GGG besides, you know, like we had a, a Grape Stomper era and a Mendo Breath era and then like the Cherry Pie Kush era. And what I really, what I really wanted to do was solidify Gage as a first, as a name, um, as a trademark, because I've been in all these trademark battles. Nobody has yet sold a strain called Gage. So I'm like, I might as well just do that too. Um, actually, one of my side projects, we're creating a strain called the Burner strain, and um, I'm going to own that trademark too. By so the way, I this is an opinion you. show. I forgot to mention earlier that this is an opinion show, and the opinions <laughs> of the guests are their own for legal reasons. Yeah, but I got a I'm a, a legal. A, a lot about the strains, but then what happened to Mendo Breath? It's not part of the current arsenal. No, well, like Mendo Breath is so. So, it, I mean, I know it's like super hard to follow because we just have so, so many strains and, and a lot of varieties, but like the Mendo Breath was our last drop. Um, we okay. did a collaboration with Mendo Dope Boys and, you oh, know, yeah. the Mendo Boys kind of came up with Subcool and now they're doing, you know, their music and, and breeding and a lot of people think they bred the Mendo Breath. So as a collaboration, my buddy, Mr. Fungi, did a song with them called The, the Deeper Roots and I happened to have a root chakra release lined up that was the mendo breath because this pheno that i have comes out particularly like scarlet red and it's just beautiful i was like totally aligns with the root chakra and it's like a lot of based our roots are based in mendo breath so the mendo breath crossed with my omani padme home which is a triangle kush mendo breath grateful breath f2 varietal released under the deeper roots four pack which also included the shadow band and the heady og and um another one of my mendo breath crosses and so essentially like it was a it's like a limited pack we so i do revisit the mendo breath also like the mendo breath is bred into a lot of the males and the varieties that i breed with so like one of the the dragon um crosses is a fortune teller cross with my miles ahead which is triangle kush mendo breath grateful breath so while I don't have like I won't necessarily release like Mendo Breath, um, you know, I'm not trying to do like an F7 or I'm not really trying to make like another Mendo Breath. I think it was kind of like a time and a place. But what I will do is make new variants and improve upon, you know, we've done Mendo Breath Sours, we've done Mendo Breath Cushes, we've done Mendo Breath like all types of um, gelatos, we've done taking Mendo Breath to the runs. The idea is to like kind of enhance and expand on, but not really to just like, I don't want to be the one hit wonder. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to keep doing my playing like the old hits. Like my goal is to continue to innovate and continue to create what's new and what like, what will be the next generation. You, you know, you never heard of this breeder. Well, her husband got murdered michael hendon and brianna hendon modern epigenics they're like in la 
modern epigenetics. Yeah, it's a tragic story. But she released this line that was what you just said. Mendo breath, you know, it's out there. Crossed into runts, and it, it was called Wife of Pablo. I grew it for a, couple, a year and a half or so. It, it was fucking... Anything that Mendo breath is in is fucking dang. Man, I'm gonna have to look that strain up. I like the sound of that. Yeah, well, Life Michael Hendon was a young guy that was super into organics and had all this content and stuff. And him and his other partners, his grow, I don't know, he got murdered. And then his wife, Brianna, has kept the legacy and the company going in modern epigenics. And she she puts out good good seeds. She she has a good library and does Did good you work. Me? Could you send me some of um, the information? Because I couldn't find it on, I can't find it on, on Google. Just for yeah, I'll send you the modern epigenetics. Instagram. Fuck, it's, it's I, th oh, I think I looked it up. Because I know Instagram of modern genetics. No, 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 that's not no. it's it. modern epi epigenetics. Yeah. And yeah, since, I love the word epigenetics. Since Michael got murdered, like even what I support, because, oh, there's very few, something's wrong with like the amount. Of like oh, okay, no. there's a thousand cannabis breeders. There's only like what couple female ones you can name. Like oh, we got to be somehow need to get their share of breeding. So Michael I think, was murdered. My experience is yeah. Oh my goodness. Here I'll send it yeah. to you. Yeah. No, I found him. Oh, did you? Right on. Yeah. What? If, yeah. That's. Yeah, it's a sad story. I think we're getting in toward the end of the show. I don't want to repeat. Well, that's a story of the jury. One bad jury. Oh, this trial had like video evidence from inside the grow. Everything oh. happened. There it is. Somehow one lady voted no. And then it's been like a year or so. Or they said they were going to retry it. But time has gone by and they haven't. Guy's still in jail, but there's no resolution. Which... Like even me and Brianna sort of became friends because I was like about a year and a half ahead of her in the same type of thing, hmm. different circumstances, but a murder trial. And, oh, that was my like, oh, I mean, it didn't get resolved. Oh, that would be like the worst agony they could ever put you in. Oh, that'd be unbearable. Like, yeah, resolution was like important. It's a tough life being a grower sometimes. Well, anyway. Well, I'm going to reach out to them and, and hopefully, you know, spark yeah, up a like her strain, yeah. Wife of Pablo, was Mendel Breath Runs, and she she did justice to it. Hmm. Yeah, we we um we have a strain called um, Passion, which is Mendel Breath Love Candy, which is the love candy was named after my friend Candy who passed um, from a brain tumor in Asia. Um, and I had sent her some RSO and it was helping. And then it got intercepted by the hmm. the police and then and her supply stopped and she passed. And um, so Love Candy was named after her. That's the Runts Triangle Kush High School Sweetheart, BX2. And so I, um, that was the male. And Passion is the cross and recent, this last season, Kush Kirkin, Oregon um did an incredible job outdoors and we plan on building off of uh the some of these selections that we're making with her 
And um, yeah, it's it's the Mendo breath definitely has a foundational and really strong backbone is what I like calling certain genetics. Well, I, I think I, after hearing what you answered my question, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's good. That's smart. Don't beat the death out of it. Like some people have a brand, they might've made one straight and then beat the death out of that one trick pony, right? right? Where, right. oh, I, I, yeah, you're smarter than like that. How many endo breath versions do you, do I need to release to the public? Like mm-hmm. that's going to confuse people. They're like, wait, is this Mendo breath from 2001 or 2008 or like, why is this one different? Like, bro, what I really no. want is that Mendo Mac, that Mendo Lotte, that uh, Mendo Cream. <laughs> yeah, man. So, well, I mean, you brought up Swerve. Like, you know, Swerve takes the other approach where he's had the same lineup for whatever years, except that everyone knows it's not the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, those, I grew all those things 10, 15 years ago. That he's still offering today. Oh, he offers Blackwater seed. Well, I I won the cup with it. I know Blackwater. No, you're not going to find it in those because right. And, and what's going to make me want to grow? He's them just again? keeping. He's just keeping those things, but the work underneath it can't. Yeah, generation. I remember learning this with him when one batch to another. Oh, it was the same parents, just done like a couple years later. Because oh, you had to, it came out different, like a like. So that's why earlier when I said like I don't really have this like, like even if I was like I want to breed with passion, like if the passion isn't hitting or if if she somehow loses vigor or if something happens or if just not timed right and that plant isn't the most perfect in the most perfect situation I'm not feeling it it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to make that like like ultimately it's those are the epigenics right the epigenics of the plant right that's what changes a little bit that that oh sometimes it might be better might be but but ultimately when you present the thing as one thing and then try to keep remaking it for decades if not like 20 years uh that's pretty tricky i guess now with tissue culture it's going to be it's like saying that uh, your parents could have this, have you again, few years later, or in another situation. It's, it's, everything that's is not how it works. Place, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, who's to say that, that that male or that female is going to have another perfect run, or that that run is the same? And so, I truly think that in order to breed, I think epigenetics is something that every breeder needs to read about. Every breeder needs to know that breeding with a sick SOV, SOV, SFVOG is not the same as breeding with a healthy SFVOG, mm. right? So that the C's are are a are a reflection of the health as well as the environment, as well as how expressive that geno, genome was at the time of breeding. Was it stressed and had all its you know expression and markers turned off? Yeah, or was I can it, tell you that this my experience i've kept clones for over 20 years of certain things and over time there was ups and downs and everything yeah if 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 the plants weren't in like superior health then those clones would be oh they would take it would still carry on but you'd lose a little something that's been my experience like i don't know you want to call that drift or anything but sometimes i 
with certain strains, oh yeah, they got away from me after like seven, eight years. But if I look back, I was like, oh yeah, they went through the spider mite thing for this period. They had to, you kept having to take clones, right? It wasn't like the, the, the keeping it going stopped because of whatever else was going on. And sometimes those, those epigenics like, oh, got away from you. Other ones had stronger, like no matter how much fucked up things were like, OG, I've had the same cut OG for like 21 years. And it never fucking fades. It's weird. Going back to the whole idea of the biology too, that did you know that um, the reason why I would grow organically is because biology of the bacteria and fungi have the ability to encode DNA or to help with the expression. In fact, like there's actually a process called gene transfer where there's genetic modifications are being made like constantly. Mm. And a lot of this is, is um, a product of the microbial life. So I am under the impression, I, I kind of follow the, the idea, this school of thought that if you place all the, the, most, the most facultative and beneficial bacteria and fungi in, from ancient forest growths and other different um, parts of the indigenous microbiome, that you essentially are giving the plants the best opportunity and best chance for full expression and that leads to better breeding. Um, and that's kind of been our philosophy. So, and ultimately I think it's working. Not only that, but uh, seeds end up having uh, hitchhikers basically of the positive microbes in a dormant state. And as soon as you put them in water, those microbes blossom in that new medium. So if you've never had XYZ microbe, it might not even have been cultured in a lab before, it might not even even been named, it might be, Fangus spectacularis, for all you know, if you were a scientist in a microscope, uh, you germinate your, or, or what's the word I'm looking for? You inoculate your uh, medium with that seed. So if it came from a very vibrant... That's my new name, Fangus. That's it, Fangus. Fangus. <laughs> Big good strain. <laughs> well, don't they say that they've Fangus only like, you the surface of even identifying all these micro, all the different, like, the what was the know. first word, bud? Uh, or, or first couple well, words? Well, they're just at the, the early stages. Like, we barely even have identified. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, things. the difficulty is that a lot of those things just won't culture in a Petri dish. So you can you can see the DNA. If you just the test for DNA, you can see there's a bunch of fucking DNA in there that's not uh, 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 categorized, but you can't culture it for one reason or another. If you think about the multiple personalities that we have within our cultures and our communities, mm. imagine... A bacterial culture are we really to expect that every single organism is the same personality think about it like that how many Maybe of those never... bacteria are really self-actualized too right when you think about it <laughs> the, the probiotics are and that's what i wanted go. to say you were saying um but you were saying that like you know the people in charge they they recognize that all they have to do is create some kind of trickery and all their gaslighting techniques and all their bullshit labeling that's going to make people, the 88% of the people, fall in line with their program and they know it. Yes, that is true. That is what parasites do. And when the, par when the pathogens come into a system, the 88% of the microbiome that's neutral, that's not parasitic or pathogenic, they're just there to be controlled, essentially, actually serve whichever deity or or ruler 
is in, in place. And if the beneficial biology are there, they are able to convince and convert the entire population to be on the side of, of regeneration. Whereas like, if the pathogens are the only ones there, they dictate the laws and they dictate the infrastructure, then the 88% of the, the pathogens or the, sorry, the microbes in the middle that are neither pathogenic or, or beneficial fall and become and follow the pathogens mm. because they're in command and they're in power and they have the tricks but if we can think about it from that perspective and inoculate our society with the most with the truth with information information with with love and care perhaps we can outcompete the parasites mm. we've already done it in a micro micro you, know, you can see Fusarium be a facultative, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily beneficial, but it's definitely not uh, 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 detrimental if you have a nice, happy garden. And as soon as you have an unhappy garden, oh, shit, the whole garden dies because of Fusarium, you know? True. Like MRSA with people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything falls in line when things are correct. Yeah. Uh, somehow we have to, we have to realign ourselves. Um, that's why we we're aligning ourselves with the most pow powerful crystals and herbs and um, and and honoring symmetry. I think there's she recently they came out with some kind of leaked document that, that showed that um, brain hemispheric synchronization is the key to um, telepathic abilities. That'd be cool. Anyways, we don't have to go into all that. No, that'd be uh, interesting yeah. one day, but probably not today. Uh, can you imagine if we were telepathic, we could have this whole conversation silently, be like <laughs> nodding, and everyone yeah, starts yeah. laughing. <laughs> Sometimes I speak, speak in tongues with my buddies. We get high and we just start blab. We just start like <laughs> making noises at each yeah. other. That's pretty good. But yeah, man, it's and always grunting. good to be on here, and. Uh, like we yeah we definitely i love the breadth of information and Good. knowledge and mindedness here and um you guys are are one of the few vestiges left of like independent thought and <laughs> what seems like creative freedom and and i love it so thanks Appreciate for having me on yeah man thanks Cheers. yeah Anytime. it was good conversation thing good luck with all your endeavors thank you and i i hope to smoke with you one of these days i yeah. I'm, we plan on um, coming out bring some of our events to california and um also thailand and and oregon mm -hmm. so um i look forward to hanging well, out with you in person i'll actually be in michigan probably in march or april Call, mm -hmm. uh, hit me up. i have to go i have to go back home to cleveland there you go. Okay. Yeah, they just um, went wreck there. I let me. Um, yeah, let's grab a coffee or something. I'll, I'll bring you some smoke. Okay. Cool. That'd be a treat. Actually, having the grape stomper or something. Holy cow. Well, Fang, an absolute pleasure. It's almost the twenty. We might as well uh, bounce out here at the perfect uh, possible time. Uh, great to see you. Any last thoughts uh, before we uh, uh, bounce? Uh, uh, been a great show, honestly. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, check out the website gaugegreengroup.com, and and follow the links on there. 
uh, highly recommend checking out gggnatural.com where we have a full line of human plant and pet adaptogenic herbal extracts that are fully water soluble and super high high grade we we source the finest herbs in the world and so we look forward to um you know being back on here thank you for having me and um everybody has a beautiful evening cheers man good to see you thank you guys well ladies and germs uh well we're not going to make it with the whole outros we're just going to say uh happy 420 and then we're going to say our outros uh in the meantime though it's been a great show hope everyone enjoyed it uh, uh we've had a delightful uh, conversation with uh fang always a wide-ranging discussion gosh how slowly 10 seconds goes oh there we go happy 420 everybody uh who wants to go first i'll go first go it was me. like a stimulating conversation yeah like I like Fang's vibe. Like I vibe with that. Like he's got the core hippie, and I like that. <laughs> That'd be a good T-shirt. Right. Core hippie. We'll see you guys. Yeah, man. Be safe. Cheers, buddy. Later. Peace, bud. Go for it, Captain. Yep. Thanks again, Fumidor. Everybody out in chat, have a good one. Stay safe. Stay warm if you're in a cold spot. And we'll see you at the next one. Indeed. Peace. Cheers, Captain. Good to see you. Ryan, you still uh, hardcore, rather. It's all yours. Leader, guys. Leader. There's that Minnesota nice for you. Uh, ladies and germs, thanks very much for uh, joining the show, or for watching the show, rather, because, uh, of course, it's uh, joining would be kind of at the beginning. In the meantime, though, uh, it's a live show, so sometimes I think of stupid words while I talk, because, uh, you know, you can't always be a freaking uh, super mega genius like our guest Fang was. Ladies and germs, uh, thank you for watching it, though. Uh, we're going to be here tomorrow for High Noon Safety Meeting. Uh, Dean normally would have told you all about it, but he's probably safely snoozing with, uh, I think, what, he's got a new kitty cat or something? Anyway, ladies and germs, uh, uh, let D do his snoozing. He's probably dreaming about fresh brains and all that kind of stuff. Arr, you know, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, though, we will be here in uh, just shy of 12 hours, actually, about uh, an, uh, 11, 11 hours and 40 minutes, if I can learn how to talk. Uh, high noon safety meeting, ladies and gentlemen, coming to a channel near you. Not really. It's actually on this channel. Uh, Fumidoro, uh, pretty much. Uh, Normally, I would have had this show maybe on the bigger channel, but as some of you know, we've just been having just absolutely relentless trolling and strikes and this and that and the other thing. So the big channel's down now. Bigger channel. It's not really that big of a channel, but my bigger channel is down. Uh, this channel is currently the big channel. Uh, if you would please subscribe to Fumes of Gold and Dank Culture Collective. Those are currently my backup channels. We've been doing... Uh, a few shows on Fumes of Gold. Haven't done any shows on, on Dank Culture Collective actually yet. Need to get on that. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, what I think I'm going to try to do in the future, we didn't do it for this show because honestly, we just had a, an interview the entire show. I was thinking we will do uh, short shows on one of the channels and then the after party on the other. And I'm probably not going to tell you which one is which because I honestly just don't want to have the trolls know uh, ahead of time. It's sickening, honestly, the amount of bullshit that we've had to deal with. This conversation was spectacular and delightful. Less than 200 people will ever ever see it because this channel will never really be seen by too many people. If I actually showed it on the Fumes of Gold channel, 
hundred people would ever see it. Can you believe that shit? I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine. Anyway, as you can imagine, I have a dinosaur behind me because I can't sell you anything anymore on this website. Otherwise, uh, uh, literally, even if it's fucking candy, it doesn't fucking matter. A certain cocksucking troll will report it and pretend that it's basically illegal regulated goods. And then basically YouTube just shuts me down. It's a foregone conclusion. So you get to look at the dinosaur in a, uh, Napoleonic army uniform or something. Anyway, that is one of the high Renosaurus Rex designs, actually. Uh, but uh, I don't know where you can buy them, obviously, because I'm I'm dumb. I don't know I don't know where you could buy merch that has those designs on them. I mean, you, perhaps you're smarter than I am, but I definitely uh, don't know where you could buy anything like that. I have to say that because. I, I wish I could say the guy's name, but that gives him, that almost gives him power. He just gets a sick, twisted fucking erection sitting in the back there every time he causes us problems. Anyway, ladies and germs, uh, it is what it is. A Kundalini, you'd think that they'd be a little bit smaller part of the process, I have to be honest. They don't have a very big channel, and I have to fucking have ten different channels, basically, so that I can stay on YouTube and not get banned, much less just even survive. So it's you'd think the tro trolls wouldn't be quite so powerful, to be perfectly frank with you. Anyway, uh, stop complaining, Fumidor. Move on. You had a nice conversation with uh, uh, Gage tonight. Uh, ladies and germs, uh, see you soon, I guess. Uh, uh, in the meantime, do I have any announcements? Uh, yeah, I guess. If you guys still are interested in any, or are, if you are interested in any, uh, just back up. None of that applies. If you are interested in being a tester, still looking for testers, uh, email me, text me, Discord me, something or other. Email's the best, probably. But uh, in the meantime, ladies and germs, fumador at chronictable.com. That's the easiest. I'll spare you the trouble of learning all the... the learn I'm, I'm talking so weird today. Spare you the trouble of telling you all the different uh, strains, because probably uh, there will be... You've probably heard me like 50 times talking about the Runs of Eden crosses, the this, the that, the blah, blah, blah. There's a, a, a Cuvée F2 a, a cross to the Cuvée F2, the, the, the mom to Morgana. Unfortunately, she died in the whole transition. Cuvée F2 to Coot Special. That's going to be a freaking interesting one. There's a bunch of different stuff. So, ladies and geraniums, uh, please sign up to be a tester. You know you want to. Well, maybe you don't, but perhaps you do. Uh, sign up, my friends. Uh, if you have any questions, just ask me. It's perfectly simple, honestly. Uh, it's not a big, complicated thing. If you ever wanted to, honestly, if you guys wanted to be a test or something, if you want to have a little short interview or something as on the Zoom meeting or something, that's perfectly fine with me, too. If you want to know what you're getting into before you get into it, that's cool, too. So, honestly, I, I didn't even occur to me that that could be an option until literally just this second. Anyway, ladies and geraniums, uh, I'll talk to you guys uh, shortly, hopefully, most of you. And in the meantime, uh, be kind, be decent, be gentle, don't be fucking pricks, dicks, or lunatics. Uh, post something wonderful, ladies and gerbils. Uh, don't forget to visit Fang's uh, wonderful sites. I think he forgot to mention... Uh... Oh, God, I can't think of anything anymore. I can't possibly be this tired. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'll probably tell you tomorrow. Anyway. Hopefully, by the way, I'll sell some of the, the, the dragon crosses on my website. We'll see. Ladies and germs, nothing in life is promised. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, funny your, your mom wears dino boxers. But of, of course, I wouldn't have any idea. In the meantime, ladies and geraniums, uh, thanks very much for joining us. Stay this way. Like